Hey gang, welcome to StreamYard Connect. I'm Ross Brand. This is the show where we talk about all things going on with the great live streaming app, StreamYard. And also uh, we cover industry news. We talk to great guests. Today we have Eddie Garrison joining us. Excited to talk to Eddie about overlays and backgrounds and logos and graphic design and all the things you can do within within StreamYard to really brand your broadcast and make it stand out within the news feed. Make it look a little bit different than every other broadcast to get your brand, your brand colors. And you start with kind of a blank slate. StreamYard is very professional looking as far as how it handles your video and your audio. And you have some room to play with, particularly when you have multiple people on a broadcast and you are in the sort of the thumbnail window look. You can have a background showing, uh, but no matter what look you're in, you have the ability to use transparent overlays to brand your broadcast, to uh, share info on the screen. You can also do screen share. A lot of different features we're going to get into, but in particular, how do you go about making those graphics? How do you add them? How often should you have them on? How many do you need for a broadcast? Eddie has been a power user really since the fall of 2018, and we're super excited to have him on the show and get his insights about how he's using uh, the platform, but also because he's a graphic designer and he creates different assets you can use, including video intros, which are one form of overlay as well as uh, image overlays, transparent overlays. So a lot to talk about. Eddie's got Social Media Day uh, Virtual Summit. It's his second annual coming up. We'll find out what's going on with that and a lot more. If it's your first time joining us, I'm Ross Brand. This is StreamYard Connect, and we are starting our third season today, so we are going to be going weekly now so we're going to be on every single week you can catch us at 2 p.m eastern right here on whatever platform you're watching which may be the Streamyard facebook page it may be my linkedin profile maybe Streamyard's twitch channel it may be my periscope twitter uh but we're so excited that you're joining us and good to see uh some friends already dropping in as we get set for another episode of StreamYard Connect. And a lot going on, so let's get right into it. If you're new to StreamYard, we'll tell you about a little bit about the platform, and then uh, we'll get into some industry news, and then we'll bring on our guest. Uh, and so if you're new to StreamYard, three pillars guide the founders. You see on the left side, Gage Vandentop. On the right side is Dan Briggs, they are the co-founders of StreamYard, and their guiding principles or pillars are ease of use, stability, and professional-looking streams. And, of course, you can go to several different destinations. You can go to Facebook Live. If you have access to LinkedIn, you can go to LinkedIn Live. Uh, if you have access to LinkedIn Live, there's an application process. Uh, but go ahead and apply if that's something you'd be interested in. It sometimes takes a little bit of time. But get an application in there. Let LinkedIn know that you're interested in being one of the beta testers for LinkedIn Live. There's YouTube is an option. You can live stream to your YouTube channel, Periscope, which gets you on Twitter and Twitch. If you have a Twitch channel, uh, if you like to go live on Twitch, that's an option. There's also multi-streaming. So if you're on the basic plan, you can go to two destinations. If you're on the pro plan, you can go to four destinations. You can go up to five destinations. Look at that. And then there's also, if that's not enough, there's RTMP. So if you want to go to a destination that's not one of these that has the built-in integration, it's really not that hard. You go to the destination you want to stream to. You get a stream key and a, a link, and you put that into StreamYard, and that will enable you to connect your StreamYard broadcast to uh, that destination using RTMP. And RTMP is also one of the destination options if you are multi-streaming. So uh, we have green screen, uh, which is a great feature. I may be using that now, or I may actually be in this uh, broadcast studio that you see behind me. Uh, and it's a great way to... Also brand your broadcast, and if you're working from home, 
you may not want people to see your home office or your home studio. You can use a green screen and uh, make it look any way you want it to look by grabbing background images and a lot more. So uh, if you're new to StreamYard, welcome. You can try it out for free, 14-day trial of the basic plan features, livestreamuniverse.com slash StreamYard, livestreamuniverse.com slash StreamYard. And as we mentioned, uh, we'll be going weekly uh, every Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. You can find us on the StreamYard Facebook page and the StreamYard Twitch channel on my LinkedIn Live profile and on my Periscope and Twitter. And if you're learning StreamYard and you have some questions, of course, there's the StreamYard community group, which is a great place to learn and ask questions and communicate with other members of the StreamYard community. You can do that on Facebook. Just look up StreamYard community group and uh, just join and you can participate in the conversation. You can also get help by messaging the StreamYard Facebook page. But we want to let you know we also have other resources. You can go to the StreamYard YouTube channel, youtube.com slash StreamYard. Gage has some great tutorials, the co-founder. There's also the town halls you can look at. So there's a lot of different ways to learn about StreamYard. I'm also putting tutorials on my YouTube channel, which you can find at youtube.com slash LivestreamUniverse. So both of those are options for learning more about StreamYard and finding answers to questions. It's often nice to watch a video and see exactly how somebody is putting a tool into action. Um, Let's get to the news. Speaking of YouTube, YouTube has introduced video chapters uh, in order to make it easier to navigate videos, especially for long-form videos. And this is great for live streamers because if you're using YouTube Live, and you're live streaming, you're probably on a half an hour to an hour, and you're going to cover multiple topics. So Chapters gives you an opportunity to now timestamp in your description what where the different topics are so somebody can jump to uh, those different areas. And you may say, well, I want them to watch the whole video. I want to get that watch time. The reality is you're probably going to get more watch time if they know where they're going, if they have this roadmap, if they click on a timestamp and go watch what they want to watch, that segment, that five minutes may be a really good start. And then they may decide to watch more of the video or go to watch another one of your video. But even if they don't, they've gotten some real value and you've gotten some nice watch time on that video. Whereas if they don't have any timestamps on a very long live stream, They may just say, well, I don't know where to go. I can't sit through two hours or an hour and a half. So they may jump off. So this is a great feature. You should try it. Basically, you can add these timestamps by by putting the time and a title or a a chapter heading in the YouTube description. And uh, that is a great way to get people aware of the different topics. Maybe if you have different guests. There's different ways to name them. Uh, This is something we'll probably uh, talk about a little more in the future. Uh, But it's a great new feature from YouTube. And if you're somebody who posts videos on YouTube and they're longer form videos, it's worth looking into, uh, especially for your live stream replays. Also, live streaming is taking off within the music industry. And Music Ally is a magazine online magazine that they talked to the head of Dice. Dice is a British mobile ticketing firm that was among many that have been heavily impacted by the pandemic and by social distancing because obviously they're selling tickets to on to live events which aren't happening. At the same time they've seen a huge grow among musicians in live streaming and they've pivoted their own business focus to live stream. And I thought it was interesting, first of all, because I know there's some folks who are musicians who also live stream talk shows and people who use these platforms just for music. StreamYard, we've had we've talked about several different musicians, famous musicians who've used StreamYard to share their music. Well, the head of Dice gave some tips for musicians live streaming 
And he offered things like have a concept and a theme, build anticipation, make sure you interact with your fans, don't go live mobile only, uh, put together and broadcast, have some audio and video gear and really make it a bigger broadcast, create limited edition merchandise that you can sell with your live streams or related to your live streams. And he also talked about the value of having multiple sets for different time zones. So if you go live at one time, you may want to come back at a later time and go live again with a different set or loop back and and play, you know, stream the replay, you know, a few hours later in order to uh, get people in other time zones involved. Uh, So that was interesting. And uh, it's good to see the music industry really embracing live streaming And I think even when things return to normal, we're going to see some changes and uh, live streaming much more a big part of of how music uh, artists distribute their content, interact with their fans and even monetize their following. Facebook Live has a new events app. It's called Venue, and it's basically a second screen experience for live events. So. In addition to following a live event, people can come together and share an experience of watching almost like commentary around an event or bonus content around the event. They see journalists and athletes and social media personalities and others hosting what they call digital venues connected to live events where experts and uh, people people with a, a point of view and some knowledge of What's going on with the event? We'll be sharing that through venues. It's uh, Facebook said that they see live streaming as something that, although it's interactive, people tend to watch uh, by themselves, right? And then they interact with others. But this is cre- the idea is to create a shared experience where people are coming together to talk about an event that's live and going on. And again, they emphasize the idea of the second stream they're starting out with nascar and they have a broadcast that they're going to have coming up and i'm not sure if it's open to everybody at this point i think uh it it may be brands and uh big big events that they're they're working with i'm not sure yet what the future of this is going to be but it's something to watch as it's another way uh live streaming is uh having an impact and of course because people can't actually go to the races and sit in the stands it's a it's a second screen experience at home right so you're watching the race but you're also chatting about it and getting additional analysis and interviews and commentary and that's where the start is we'll see we'll see where that goes from here and finally, uh, people are live streaming weddings because uh, you, in this age of social distancing, live streaming the wedding isn't just for that one relative who can't make it. It's now for all of your wedding guests. And uh, it's it's be- they, the article said live streaming is becoming mainstream. It was an article by uh, Magic 101.9 in uh, New Orleans, I believe. And they gave some tips for uh, live streaming a wedding. And basically, they made it sound, I think, a lot simpler than it probably is from those of us who've gone live and live streamed events and so forth. But they mention a few tips that basically conclude that's all you need. But they talk about a good quality cell phone, webcam or tablet, a tripod for camera stability, as Eddie Garrison will tell you, a good camera is a stable camera, a decent internet connection, and someone to dedicate themselves to actually overseeing the broadcast, making sure it's uh, you know it's going okay, it's reaching its destination, the camera's pointed where it needs to be. I think these are all good tips for live streaming an event, but I think there's a lot more to it uh, but that's certainly a start, and it's another example of where live streaming and our day-to-day lives and our culture and big events are all 
coming together. This is StreamYard Connect. I'm Ross Brand. We're here every week, Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Again, if you're not yet using StreamYard, you can try it out for free. Livestreamuniverse.com slash StreamYard. Livestreamuniverse.com slash StreamYard. Our guest today is Eddie Garrison. He's the host of EG Live on Facebook Live and the founder of the Digital Media Creator Academy. He's a graphic designer, StreamYard power user since the early days of the platform. He's been a speaker at big events such as PodFest and People of Video, and he's putting on the upcoming Social Media Day Virtual Summit. Let's welcome in our good friend, Eddie Garrison. Eddie, how are you? I'm doing good, Ross. What's going on, my friend? Hey, it's great to see you. Um, and you. Th- there's so much going on right now, and I want to get into one of your areas of expertise, which is the graphic design area and the overlays, the backgrounds, and all the branding. But uh, just talk about some of the experiences maybe you've had with uh, StreamYard. What made you decide to go all in early on and now... Uh, all these years later, it's been your home for uh, producing and streaming your broadcast. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when, when I first came across StreamYard, it, it was late 2018, like around November, December, I believe, of 2018. And I, I saw somebody using something different because I was using a competitor, another third-party streaming platform at the time. Right. And I was watching a live stream as, as I do all the time. I try to consume as much content as possible to see where I'm lacking, where I can move forward, or how perhaps I could help someone else. And and I saw somebody streaming, and I was watching it, and I saw what they were able to do. And I'm like, well, why the heck can I do that on the on the you know the platform that I was using? Right. So I reached out them, reached out to that streamer directly, and was like, hey what platform were you using? You know, I'm using this platform, but I can't do these two things. And they were like, oh, I'm using StreamYard. And I honestly, I went to their website right then, checked it out and bought it right then, the year plan. And I haven't looked back since. (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. So let's get right into it because um, there are a lot of questions about overlays and backgrounds and logos and everything. Um, Talk a little bit about why you would want to use an overlay versus a background uh, just to get started and and what and how you use them in in your broadcast. Right. So a a lot of people and and I try to be as active as I can, obviously, or honestly, in the StreamYard Facebook community, their Facebook group, because I see a lot of graphic questions. And I don't mean graphic like I mean, like graphic, like graphic design type, (laughs) not graphic material, graphic design type questions. Always thinking of multiple. uh, I I know. That's how my mind works, man. So (laughs) the biggest thing that I see is like people are like, well, you know, if I use a background, will it eliminate my background? No. See, I think there's a lot of confusion between what an overlay is, what a background is, and what a green screen is, right? So let me just kind of break this down for everybody. What an overlay is, is an overlay is going to be some type of framing that you put on top of your broadcast. So if you were to take your screen on your monitor and kind of flip it on the side, and you would be able to see into what your live stream looked like, your camera, the, the, the feed that you're seeing right now would be the base layer. And then overlays would go on top of that and on top of that. So you have to look at it in a layered fashion, right? So most overlays are going to be uh, a ping file, which stands for portable network graphic. Mm-hmm. And basically what that allows you to do is it allows you to create a graphic, but eliminate certain sections, so that's going to be transparent. So your your camera feed is going to come through that. So that's how you would design an overlay. And the reason that you want to do that is it's great that you can put, you know, like the, the logo up here in the upper right-hand corner. And, and that's great. And you can add your colors, you know, under your branding. And that's also great. And that's very easy. And that's one of their three pillars of use is ease of use. However, if you want to take that a step further and put, you know, some really cool branding elements into it, you know, make, you know, stuff come over here and come over here and just make it look exactly like you want it. That's where custom overlays are going to come into play. Where custom backgrounds come into play, it's going to be like um, a scenario like we're doing right now. You've got two people on here. You could have really cool stuff happening around us right now, right? So you could have your logos, you could have any kind of theming that you want. It's going to be static for right right now. Um, but, you know, you could really spice up the the borders, if you will, of what's happening when you have two people on screen. So I think that's going to be the two biggest ones that people use is the overlay 
and the background when it comes to just getting started in some custom graphics in StreamYard. Okay, so you have your your blank slate, slate, mm-hmm. right? And right. if you you have the default background, which is basically black, mm-hmm. if you're in this layout. Now, if you're if if somebody's on solo, like uh, I'll put myself on solo, right. or you're in this view, the background's relatively irrelevant. They're and, pointless at that yeah. right, <laughs> and you also have to be careful where you lay the overlay because. Is it going to cover your face? Is it going exactly. to cover some banner that you want to put on? Or will the banner cover it in an awkward way? Uh, and, and so this is the view where the background comes into play and probably where it's the easiest to manipulate the overlay to, mm-hmm. you know, you have a lot of canvas, right? But right. you can certainly use an overlay, which you do when you're mm-hmm. on by yourself as yes. Well, and um, let me see if I can have an example uh, handy here. This is the Digital Media Creator Academy, by the way. It's on the website. And uh, yeah, and you're pointing right at us there. (laughs) And it's also a Facebook group, Digital Media Creator Academy. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And he's got 500 members of that group, which is going strong. And he keeps people on top of all the latest updates on live streaming and social media but here we go this is what i really wanted to show but you see right. how i talked my way through each one as though i, I liked it that was a smooth transition to be there okay so there he is eddie garrison you see his name up there in the right corner the live in the left corner that's all transparent overlay and then uh what you see behind you is uh is that a green screen or how do you get that wall that No, wall that's that's an actual background that I hang oh, between okay. two light stands. Yeah, it's just a it's a high definition I guess weathered wood for lack of a better term and it's just on a, a piece of vinyl and I hang it behind me just to block out anything that I don't want anybody to see. And then we have on the side this area. Is that part of the background that you put up? Yeah, or? that no, that's all. That's part of the overlay. So every element that you see ah, that's not okay. that wood or me, obviously, everything, that's just one overlay. Right. So the actual, uh, when you're creating the overlay, right, you're creating that PNG file in mm-hmm. whatever image editor you're using, basically all this that you're seeing here is blank is blank correct it's transparent so that your video can come through and the only content is around this border here correct so that it's never covering your face you're getting your branding elements in but you're also getting uh this area as part of the overlay and it gives kind of a layered look yeah. Um, part of what you're doing is you're giving it a layered look, even though you only have one overlay that you're mm-hmm. using. How how are you getting it to look uh, that way? So basically, I use I use Adobe Photoshop because obviously mm-hmm. you already stated I'm a graphic designer, so I just come from that environment. So I, I work in the Adobe Creative Suite. So the, if you looked at my phone, I'm using Photoshop in this instance. Um, right. Well, Photoshop to put it together, all the graphics were put together in Adobe Illustrator, but I brought them in in Adobe Photoshop. So the 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 gray border with the social media icons, um, that's the, that would be like what I would consider the the lowest layer, the base layer. Right. And that just has a subtle drop shadow around it to kind of give it that a little bit more depth. Then the other two layers are going to be in the upper right-hand corner with my name and those kind of two figures that I just kind of basically hand drew. <laughs> right, it, right. They, they both have drop shadows on it. And then the live on the other side also is another layer uh, that I brought in. I did that icon in Adobe Illustrator, imported it into Photoshop, and turned it, I think, seven degrees. I really like seven degrees when I rotate things. Don't ask me why, but it looks pleasant to my eye. <laughs> right, and, right. That, and that also has a little bit darker and a little bit broader of a drop shadow to make that look like it's the most close, that, that it looks like it's the nearest to you. So the way that the layers should look is the live looks closest, my name looks second closest, and the frame around it looks like it's the furthest thing from you when you're looking at the screen. Correct, correct. Um, and there's a question here from uh, Christopher Vogelman, and I'll bring that up right now because not everybody uses Photoshop. Can you create that overlay in Canva? So, Christopher, um, I, I've never opened Canva in my life, but I have seen other people that do it. I don't believe that you can create PNG files with the free version of Canva. I think you have to be on some sort of paid version. Do not quote me on that, but I have seen people use Canva to create 
uh, .png files that allows you to have a transparent layer. So I know you can. I'm just not certain because I'm not a Canva user, which um, like level of Canva you would have to have to do that. Right, right. Well, as a pro Canva user, I can do transparent. I just haven't, tr I believe, I just haven't tried it yet. But in the basic uh, Canva, or the free Canva, you can download your file as or your image as a PNG, mm -hmm. but you can't add transparency to it. So right. it's basically not effective for that. Right. I also create them in Keynote or you can create them in PowerPoint. There's a mm -hmm. lot of different options you can use. I'm sure they're free options as well. I know uh, Photoshop is is kind of your major that and Illustrator workstations as a yeah. professional graphic designer. Are there any other tools out there that you might recommend for, yes. for people? Definitely. Um, one of the biggest that I always recommend to people is called Photo P and Photo P. And so that's like photo, like a photo, and then P, like the vegetable, I guess. So photop.com. And it's basically a free online version of Adobe Photoshop. It's called Photo P? Mm-hmm. Photo P. Dot com. Photo and then the letter P? No, no, no. Com. Like the word P, like P-E-A. Oh, okay. Like okay. the food. <laughs> so like, uh, let's let's do this. So like this? Correct. Yep. Okay. And, okay. That's, and that's basically a 100% free online version of Adobe Photoshop. Okay, so that's that's for people watching on Periscope, for people on uh, <laughs> Twitch, for people on Facebook. <laughs> there it. it is. So, yeah, you get the idea. Okay, so um, let's get into backgrounds. Backgrounds are easier to understand how to create because yeah. they're uh, any type of still image. Uh, you're not necessarily looking for any sort of transparency nope. because they are going behind your video window. So again, if you're in this view or this view, the background is relatively meaningless. But mm -hmm. when you're in this view, or if you're sharing your screen in this view, there's room for the background to right. take place. So um, what what do you advise as far as creating a background that works for your broadcast? So you can you can run with a background with a couple of different options. Um, when, when I like to use backgrounds, and, and I'm gonna um, I use them a lot when I do like virtual summits and, I, and I'm hosting kind of online events. And it's a great way to highlight sponsors of events or your company website, right? So you don't have to worry about if you're a one man show and you're running the entire thing on yourself. Sometimes it can get a little not cumbersome, but it can get a little out of hand if you have to keep looking over and looking over and looking over and looking over and trying to bring in all these other different elements mm -hmm. or try to run like a banner that's running across the bottom to you know highlight a sponsor. So right. if you just put like all of your sponsors or your, your brand's website in a background, all you have to do is upload that one time, make sure that it's on and it's set. You don't have to worry about it, right? So in this right. two-person view, you know, up in the wherever you could have like StreamYard, you could have your stuff, you know, right. in the other corner, you could have for more information, visit this group or anything like that. So I think it's a good way to basically advertise what mm -hmm. you're talking about on your show without making it overly complicated. Right, now, right. If you aren't using it for some sort of CTA or some sort of advertisement, I would highly stress that not to make your background too prominent in your broadcast because you don't want people to be focusing on your background. You want people to be focusing on the message that you're presenting in your live stream. So make it subtle, but make mm -hmm. it stand out as well. But you don't want it to be the prominent force in your live stream. You, the message you're delivering needs to be the prominent force in your live stream. The background and any kind of overlay just needs to be an additional, you know, almost like a CTA, if you will. I want to say a quick hello. Stephen Smith is joining us, says this is very helpful. I'll be sure to tune in weekly. Thanks for helping with creating better streams. Sadiem said he just purchased it today. Good, uh, Christopher Vogelman says good advice on branding your background. Satyam says it's a great platform. Ken Seiler is here earlier. Uh, we saw a variety of people. I will get to everyone at some point. And if we don't get to your questions, uh, I will circle back and we will do our best to answer them. Uh, there is one. I just saw one. I'm sorry. Yeah, Can I, I wanted to bring this up. What yes. is the size yes. for the overlay? And I know you know that. Yep. 
And and I saw that one, and it's funny. That's the one that I wanted to actually address right then. So uh, Cheris or Cherish, I'm I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Cherise, so, maybe. Cherise, perhaps. Yes. So the size of the overlay that I always do, and you cannot go wrong with this size, nineteen twenty by ten eighty. You cannot go wrong with that size, even though that Streamyard doesn't broadcast in HD for right now. Even if you create your overlays at nineteen twenty by ten eighty, it will resize it to the proper form. And once they do have the ability to, high, you know, to uh, broadcast in high def, you don't have to worry about changing your overlay size because it's already in the HD size. So nineteen twenty by ten eighty is what I design all of my overlays in. Yeah, and um, so most people will tell you it's the twelve eighty by seven twenty. Yeah. But what you're basically doing is you're future proofing yourself by exactly. doing it nineteen ten, no nineteen twenty yep. by ten eighty. And do it if you're creating it and you know how to create them. Do it at at least 150 DPI. Um, I, I create mine at 300 DPI, and everyone's going to be like, "Why?" You know, it just compresses down to 72. That's fine, and I know that. But if you create it at a much higher DPI when it compresses it, it's going to lose less integrity when they do compress it. Yes, and that is 16 by nine. Correct. That's the aspect yes. ratio. Be the aspect ultimately ratio. that's going to work for both. Uh, you know, full HD and 720p. Um, Bill Hooten asks, is StreamYard being recorded? I just joined a few minutes ago and would like to see the beginning too. On all these platforms, the recording will stay up. So if you're watching on Facebook, you can go back to the StreamYard Facebook page and catch the recording uh, as soon as we're done. And it'll stay there for... uh, probably for months or years to come. So you, you have that ability to go back and see it. Um, one of the things that I, I think people are maybe a little confused about is when you do an overlay, you're, it's not your top layer because if you put a logo up or you put a banner, like I have overlays, backgrounds, logos, mm-hmm. that will go on top of the overlay, correct? Correct, yes. And so when it comes to logos, are you a fan of including the logo in the overlay or adding it as a little square or, you know, image that you upload and then you add, uh, you know, like this or, you know, comes next to your powered by StreamYard, which Mm -hmm. is there on all the plans. And then if you have the basic or pro, you can add your own show logo or company logo. How do you recommend doing that for most people? So for most people um, that aren't familiar with like graphic design and how to create one, I would say just do the logo as uh, importing your logo to where it puts it in the upper right-hand corner. What I recommend for people that know maybe just a little bit about graphic design or that their logo just doesn't look right when it's that small because some logos, the text in it may not, you know, may look good or you may not be able to understand it. That's when you need to incorporate it in your overlay. Um, Obviously, I'm a I am a graphic designer. That's what I went to school for. That's what I graduated college to be. So I'm going to put my logo in an overlay because I have total control of where and how my logo looks on the overlay. And that's what I'm going for is a customized look to fit the way that I want my branding to look. There's also a way that you could keep your logo there and design an overlay around it. Um, Mm -hmm. I kind of go back to the old Facebook days where people used to do Facebook cover images and they would put something in their profile pic when it was actually kind of in the, right. uh, the the cover image and they would design it, it'll look pretty cool so you can do something like that too and to your point you do have to remember especially if you're doing something and you want something very important in your overlay to be seen at all times you need to take into consideration all the stuff that goes on the bottom like if you bring up like a, a, a title that you have right here or you right. put a banner up on the bottom um, comments, they're going to cover up whatever they're going to cover up. I wouldn't design an overlay specifically around a comment because sometimes the comment window can be this big. Sometimes it can be this big. You just don't know. But the main features that you want to design your overlay around are when you put something up like you have now, or if you're going to have banners that run at the bottom of your streams, maybe not constantly, but a lot of times. So it's a lot of things to keep in mind when you're designing a custom overlay. Correct, correct. There's so, so many so many different things because sometimes your banner will be one line of text and sometimes like there it will be two, lines, be two lines of text. Um, so there's a variety of, of factors here. Um, some good questions I, I want to get to here. Uh, Marcus asks, 
Can you ask what Eddie uses for inside dimensions for the opening of the overlay in a one-person view? So when you're creating the overlay for when you're on solo, do you have a guideline for what to leave transparent and where you're going to cover? Yes. Yeah, uh, so uh, um, honestly, that that's going to be preference to you and kind of like if you have something in your background that you specifically want somebody to see, obviously – it might be trial and error. A good measuring stick for me that I always try to do is I try to do an inch. So if 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 you're, if you're looking at like the screen right here, so my border on my overlay is one inch all the way around. So everything else from inside that one inch is left transparent. So I think an inch is is a nice size to be able to still put some kind of graphic elements to customize it a mm -hmm. bit, but it still leaves your screen obviously big enough for you to be a part of and prominent. Do you know what that approximately that measures to in pixels? So if you're a 1910 by 1080 or you just you just what? literally measure an inch on the on the graphic is kind of. I, how I, you do yeah, it. I do. Yeah, it's kind of funny because when I design things, this is really, really weird. I design things to the pixel. But when I use the measuring guides in Photoshop, I use it as an, an actual ruler. <laughs> right, right. OK, cool. <laughs> Cool. Um, Christopher has a, has a good question here. Are we better off with a logo on a white background just in case the transparency doesn't work with your background? Let me see here. Are we better off? I, I just want to read this to myself because sure, it's sure. odd. Are we better off with a logo on a white background just in case the transparency doesn't work with your background? Um, honestly, if you're getting your logo, and this is going to sound bad, but if you're getting your logo designed, please use a professional graphic designer because they're going to give you every single file format that you would ever need. When I request logos, when I work with people, I want a ping file and I want the original vector file. Uh, because if, if they don't have a ping file, I can create a ping file from the vector file. Uh, I know that may not actually answer your question, but honestly, transparent backgrounds are always the best. So ping files or the original vector file are always going to be best because then if a transparency doesn't work, you can color match to your background so it doesn't look stupid. <laughs> right, right. In this case, like I have dark, you know, lettering and it, it might not stand out against the blue right. background. Exactly. So I left the white in. Exactly. But I could remove that that background and and if you're yep. on like say the pro plan on canva there's now a background remover tool right. removal tool easy for me to say that that actually works really well uh well, you can so, see like the difference if you just put the powered by Streamyard one up there some of it gets lost in the in the deep blue background so can we uh get into a set question uh mm -hmm. sonia asks eddie is it a bed or table on your background? She said she was worried to use the bedroom as her own background. <laughs> you, you know what, Anita? It's uh, If anyone's ever watched any of my live streams, you know that I typically have a background. But full disclosure, uh, my wife and I are actually getting ready to move. And when I mean getting ready to move, we're moving right now. Uh, so all my gear got packed up last night. So my background got packed up as well. Um, it is my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this isn't a green screen if you see anything moving back there it's actually my dogs so oh that's awesome um i i, I guess well, i guess the other thing to look at eddie is that um there are also overlays called video overlays now yes. those overlays much like a solid non-png overlay for example something like this Correct. It's going to cover the entire screen. Mm -hmm. The video, you don't have the transparent option, uh, but you can add things like intros and outros or uh, sort of like a stinger to run in between segments. Yes. You have a, a product you want to showcase and, you know, you can have a video clip of that or like sometimes you see uh, in doing this show, I'll, I'll go to a clip, say, of Gage from the town hall announcing a new feature or uh, a past guest who commented on something in the past uh, because they couldn't comment on something in the future because it didn't happen yet. So I couldn't have it on, on video. Anyway, Eddie does uh, some great intros, and I just want to show an example of what an intro overlay would look like. Pretty cool. So you yeah. make those, they're customizable. Obviously, you put your title in and you put your name, your text, your tagline, whatever it is. Um, and you can go, you can make them on your own editor. Eddie sells them on his website. Mm -hmm. uh, talk about how you use video overlays in, in your broadcast. 
So video overlays, I like to do this. I have a very structured um, way that I do my live streams and videos in general. And I, I start with with an intro where I, you know, I introduce myself. I tell them my value proposition. And then what I, I do is that what I have is called a bumper. That's just what it used to be called back in the TV days. And, and it's just, I think mine is about eight seconds and it's very similar to that. And it's basically the name of my show and the tagline of my show. And then throughout the show, I also, if I have a sponsor of the show, um, I create one, you know, maybe a 15 to 20 second almost commercial for them. So that's another way that you can actually monetize your show without actually being monetized on any platform is if you get brand sponsorship or somebody's giving you money to, you know, do whatever, like to review a product, like an infomercial. You can right. run these video intros, outros, or up to five minutes in StreamYard's case to where you can have pre-recorded video that you can run during your live stream. So if you're advertising somebody's product or you're advertising your own product or service right. for that matter, you can have pre-recorded videos set up and ready to go. And honestly, a lot of times in live streaming, you can't really do a lot of cuts, right? Because you don't have a producer in the background zooming in and zooming out. You can't do jump cuts, you know, if you're right. used to uh, some YouTuber uh, nomenclature. But so if you want to break up your stream in any way like that, these pre-recorded videos, like I said, in StreamYard, you can do up to five minutes and uh, up to 100 megabytes in data size. That's a really good way to break things up. If you're doing an extremely long stream, that's a good way for you to be able to stop, catch your breath and get a drink of water. <laughs> but right. you know, like I said, it's another good way to bring in commercials. It's another way to do advertising or you know, maybe do a preview of next week's show as well. So the video overlays are really good for doing that. This is StreamYard Connect. I'm Ross Brand. We're on every Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we are talking with Eddie Garrison, graphic designer, digital creator, and educator, and he is the founder of the Digital Media Creator Academy, which you can find at digitalmediacreatoracademy.com. It's also a Facebook group, and it's a great Facebook group. Highly recommend it. Thank you. Uh, just look it up, Digital Media Creator Academy Facebook group. As we mentioned, 500 members. It's not too big. It's not too small. It's it's a growing, it's fast growing, but uh, just it's great conversation. And Eddie really stays on top of what's going on try. in that group. And if you're interested in his graphic design work as well, you can find that at Digital Media Creator Academy. And in addition, you've got a event coming you've got an I event do. coming up at the end of the month tell us about uh social media day where last year you came up with the crazy idea of actually having a social media event on social media now with social distancing you're ahead of the game with the second annual tell us a little bit about the event coming up if I would have known this was coming, I would I would have got you in on the ground level of buying some lottery tickets, Ross. But <laughs> so the Social Media Day Virtual Summit kind of came to fruition uh, last year when I was actually going to speak at an in-person event that actually got canceled. And a lot of people were kind of bummed because they really wanted to go to the event. I'm like, well, you know what? It costs money to go to an event. It costs money to stay at an event. And it costs money to actually get into the event. So I'm like, you know what we're going to do? I am going to put a virtual social media day summit together, which costs you $0 to attend. Now, last year's, I'm not going to say that I threw it together, but you know what? I threw it together in about two weeks, and but it came out really good. And uh, at one point, we had over a 1,000 live viewers watching. Uh, I believe that the replays of the video now have, have far surpassed 10,000 views. And this year's is going to be bigger and better. We're looking at a runtime of about seven hours. Wow. Uh, so uh, right now I've got confirmed, I believe, 12 or 14 speakers, and each speaker is going to have 30 minutes apiece. Uh, Ross, uh, you are going to be uh, a speaker once again at this year's event, as you were last year. You were my cleanup hitter <laughs> last year, and I really, uh, I really thank you for coming back on board for that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It was a great event last year, and uh, you've got a lot more, a uh, lot more people this year, right? I do. Yeah, a lot more. lineup. Um, yeah. So there's some questions that I really want to address over there. <laughs> sure. Um, and it has do, to, do you want to tell, tell me which one you want to get to? So I've seen a couple that have come up talking about transparent videos. Okay. Go um, go, um, just just, uh, just yeah. take it. <laughs> so, I, yeah, so I see a lot of this in the StreamYard Facebook group as well. And there's, there's a um, what people have to understand 
is right now in StreamYard, the only video file format that you can import in is going to be MP4 files. Mm -hmm. You can create a video with transparent backgrounds, and those are actually called alpha channels, and you can create them all day long. The problem with an alpha channel video is you can only export that in a .mov file format, which is not accepted by StreamYard. Now, there's some people out there that claim that they have hacks, and I have yet to see any of them that are actually good or actually work. So mm -hmm. as for now, I don't believe that you're going to be able to bring in any kind of transparent videos or transparent video backgrounds to work in StreamYard without trying to do some kind of massive hack on it. And honestly, if that's what you're trying to do, I'm not going to stress anybody from moving away from StreamYard, but it may not be the platform that you need to be on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe that's something that'll come in the future, but um, that is a very much more advanced yeah uh technique to put together uh so think of video overlays as something that takes over your whole screen you're not on the screen uh you can turn your mic on and you can mm -hmm. talk over the video Correct. uh but if you want a transparent overlay with some branding with some uh atmospherics to uh set up your broadcast that would be an image overlay that you can use uh have you ever done any multi-camera stuff on stream i have yeah i actually have and and what i do is um the way that i do it and the easiest way that i found to do it honestly is use a mobile phone as a second camera and right. just send a link you know to a text or a, a direct message or an email and just bring that in as a quote-unquote guest and then you could have a second angle with uh, or a second camera angle with your mobile phone and hell i mean if you had eight mobile phones you could have eight separate camera angles <laughs> right right I mean, the only limitation really is your bandwidth, and right. you realize that it reduces the number of guests that you can have on. Like right now, Correct. I could have myself plus five other people, uh, so total of six video feeds coming mm -hmm. in to StreamYard. And there's a one way I've done it is a is, and I've only done this really for testing what layouts would look like. But I've opened, like, I, I do the show in Chrome, but I've opened Opera, muted the tab, muted my microphone in op like, muted everything in Opera, and then brought in my video from a separate webcam or separate camera right. through, through Opera, and then I could have views that I could switch to, or I could put both views up at the same time. You can also do something like that with like a OBS if there's a virtual cam in OBS. I know there is in Wirecast, mm -hmm. so I've done that that way. And then you choose Wirecast as Wirecast virtual cam as your video camera. And so you switch in Wirecast between the two. That's another way to do it if you have that. But it can be done with StreamYard. It can be. And if you, use, if you use another tool, the cool thing is you still get the advantages of the ease of bringing your guest on with StreamYard. And you get all the social features, the integration of the comments, and the ability to show comments and banners and all that on screen and the multi-streaming. Uh, but know that you can do it either the way Eddie mentioned, mm -hmm. by using a phone as a second camera or by, if you have more than one camera attached to your computer, by bringing up the other camera in another browser. Just make sure that whatever you're doing, you're muting the audio on that other one because it would get kind of unpleasant if that audio is looping back through or exactly. if you're hearing it in your headphones, even if it's not going out at a different time of when you're hearing yourself monitoring yourself in, in real time. So there's one that I just saw that caught my eye too, that I see this in the Facebook group a lot. And it says, uh, Robin Bradford Joyner says, uh, this is for Ross. Is there a way to adjust the speed of the tickers? I know she asked you, but actually there is a way to adjust the speed of the tickers. I think you need another tool for that. No, no, you don't. You can do it right in StreamYard. Oh, you can. Okay. Yes. Tell, tell, hey, Go ahead, Mr. Power User. Show us how it's done. Yep. So I'm going to tell you, and it's going to be so simple. People are just going to kick themselves wherever they need to kick themselves when they figure out how it's done. So it says there's a 200 character limit on the tickers, right? So do you know what counts as a character when you're typing? The space bar. Anything. The space bar. So mm -hmm. if you have something that's very short, that's going too fast, you can just hit a whole bunch of spaces before it. It identifies that as a character, and it slows the ticker down. Okay. So that's how I do it. So you put it before. 
you put the, all the spaces before. So like I had one on my show on Monday where it was only about like 30 or 40 characters long and I put it all the way at the end. So max it out all the way at the end to 200. So if you have something that's 30 characters, do 170 spaces before it and it's going to slow the ticker down. Oh, cool. That's good to know. That's very good to know. That's how you uh, do it. And I, and I also Any see- other any other power user tips or <laughs> tricks that 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 even uh, those of us who uh, use StreamYard all the time might not have remembered. Not, well, you know, I wanted to go back to the multiple camera thing because I wanted to give an sure, example sure. of a real world example that I personally did. Okay. Um, so a, a local uh, high school, their their AV guy, his wife, it doesn't matter. They, they mm-hmm. reached out to me and said, hey, you know, we've seen you do live streams with multiple camera angles. We're doing a basketball game and we need the ability to do that on a live stream. I said, yes, no problem with that. So I went out there the day before when they were in a practice and I actually brought my entire computer, right? And right, right. Up and had a, I think a 250 foot long HDMI, you know, cable because where the AV people have to sit is like down on court side, but I wanted the camera up where you could see the whole court. So I put my Logitech C922X Pro up there to give the full court. And then I had two people that were actually in the audio video club with their mobile phones on each end of the basketball court. And I sent them a link to be guests on the show. So I had the full court view. And then when people were shooting free throws or there was a play along the sideline, I switched to those phones that were down there on on, uh, motorized gimbals. And we were able to produce a full basketball show with three camera views entirely using StreamYard. Wow. That is super cool. Okay, I am going to. I was asked in the chat if I can try uh, to slow it down. And does that look like it's slowed down? Oh, yeah. Yep. So I just did Eddie's trick where I put the the space bar uh, before the first word. And I, I probably put about 30 or 40 space bars at least. And now it's a much slower moving ticker. And it's especially much slower when it's very like only like twenty or thirty characters long. Like if if your name or like the name of the show is really short, put it all the way to the max two hundred. Like so, type in the name of your show. So just Streamyard Streamyard Connect, right? That's only fifteen twenty characters long. Right. So you would type that in and then just hold the space bar down until you max that at two hundred, and then it's just going to kind of creep by at a much slower pace. So that you'll have words on the screen most of the time instead of a blank ticker. Correct. Basically going along until it come it comes back. Right. Uh, do you find that the slower speed is easier for people to read and easier yeah. for people to grab I mean, the information? I mean, especially if you're like, how to host your show with StreamYard, sign on. You're talking about a, a sentence, right, with a, a website, right. with a call to action. So, I mean, if this was going back full speed, it could be for a lot for people to take in. And even if it's not... Or I mean, even if it is, they're going to look at it and they may have to watch it two or three times. And they're, and it's actually drawing attention away from you and the message that you're trying to convey. So the slower it can go by, the better, because somebody can just look down at it and go, OK, where do I sign up? Livestreamuniverse.com slash StreamYard. See, I, I can actually just read it. And I had to right, slow right. down my reading just to do it. There was a question from uh, our friend, Dr. Tachi. Uh, here it is. Uh, she asked, did using a 250-foot cable have any effect on the quality of the video? No. Now, awesome. that, could, that, could be, uh, that could be a multitude of different, of different reasons. One, um, the Logitech camera is a good camera. And two, they have fiber optic internet at the high school I was at. So they had 600 up and 600 down for internet speed. So, wow. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, here's a question. How can you ensure people who are watching go to the right place to leave comments? I have to create a custom external URL to people for, to get people to leave comments. Um, you can leave, people can leave comments. If they're, you're using StreamYard. the comments should come from whatever platform you're broadcasting to. So if you're going to Facebook live, you leave this comment in the chat on Facebook Live, it comes into the StreamYard studio. The first tab on the far right says comments. And if you're going to multiple platforms, you can get comments from all the platforms in in your studio. Um, so you really don't have to send people anywhere other than to watch your video. And, of course, with Facebook, you can schedule it ahead of time with 
Twitch, you have a continuous URL that you stream to. And with um, YouTube, you can also schedule. With Periscope and LinkedIn, it's a little more complicated. Periscope, mm-hmm. you don't schedule. And with LinkedIn, you can schedule for LinkedIn events. But for a live stream, that's just a, a regular LinkedIn live. I don't believe there's any way uh, to stream at, at this point uh, where you have a URL that you can give out ahead of time. And I've seen this question pop up a few times here, so I'm just going to try to address sure. it as well. And I also see it pop up in the StreamYard community group uh, or the Facebook group, excuse me, a lot of times too. And how do I get the best imagery? You know, what what camera gives me the best look? Okay, so the biggest thing um, with the cameras, there, a DSLR obviously is going to give you the greatest picture that you're ever going to see when you're live streaming. There, there's no mm-hmm. ifs, ands, or buts about that. But let's be honest, a lot of people aren't going to run out and buy a $2,000 DSLR just to live stream. Um, your mobile phone has a great camera, but the problem with that that I see people running into is it doesn't broadcast live in full anything. So right. there's going to be black bars on the side. So as far as the co- uh, the correlation, not the correlation, but the comparison between a laptop camera, like a built-in camera, and an external web camera, always go for the external web camera first in my eye. That's That's just my personal opinion. I think they're better. Um, with a couple of reasons. One, sometimes laptop manufacturers like to put the the cameras in odd locations. <laughs> like I see some laptops that they're down by the keyboard, so you're going to be looking right. down like this your entire live stream, and just going to look <laughs> weird. And a lot of junk can just accumulate down on your laptop keyboard and just on your keyboard in general. To where if you have an external webcam, it's going to be kind of up out of the way where you can keep it, and you know you can keep it clean. So I. Out of the two, I would recommend always using some sort of external camera for live streaming. Yeah, I mean, the difference generally between the built-in webcam and an external webcam is probably the biggest jump you're going to make. Yeah. And then it, it, you you can do a lot of stuff with uh, DSLRs and mirrorless cameras and the low-light performance and the ability to blur the background. And right. It, it, I mean, you can really take things to another level with those. But the first step, if you have a built-in camera webcam that you're using and you aren't happy with the output from that, look into something like a Logitech C920 which is about $50 when people aren't price gouging on, on Amazon. So yeah. buy it from some dealer who isn't uh, raising the price ridiculously. So now might not be the best time, but that's, that's the advice. The other thing is the external microphone, Definitely. Uh, whether it's a microphone like we have, whether it's a lapel mic, whether it's even using earbuds that have a microphone, you know, like you would speak into when you're talking on the phone Anything other than the mic that's built into your webcam or built into your keyboard is, or, or your computer is going to be a huge upgrade. And then yeah. from there, it's small upgrades the rest of the way. But exactly. if you can get off of that built-in mic, that's that's the uh, you know that's kind of the the biggest step to sounding better. And the external webcam is the biggest step definitely uh, early on to looking better. So. Coming up, it's June 30th. It's Social Media Day Virtual Summit. Eddie Garrison is hosting it. Uh, Follow the Digital Media Creator Academy, both the website and the Facebook group. Join the Facebook group, uh, definitely, and you can find out more information as we get closer to that broadcast. Anything else you got going on you want to talk about, Eddie? No, I uh, just I see a question there. It says, "Tell me what kind of mic you're using, Eddie." I'm actually using a Blue Yeti, <laughs> the much maligned Blue Yeti. The thing I just I it gets <laughs> such a bad rap, and, and and I have to address it in almost every guest appearance that I'm on. Everyone's like, "That's no way, that's a Blue Yeti." Mine doesn't sound like that because you didn't set it up right. <laughs> right, right. That's what it is. <laughs> so, uh, and where else can people find you at Eddie Garrison? Twitter, yeah, you, Instagram, yeah. yeah. Stalk me all over virtual. Uh, don't don't uh, don't expect me to answer anything on LinkedIn. I have abandoned that platform. So okay, okay. We still love LinkedIn here. We love our integration. Oh, yeah, it's, it's great. We it's love just, live streaming there. It's just not great for me. It, it's not for everybody, as no platform is. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for sharing all your expertise about graphic design. Thank you. And it's it's always a great time talking with you. Always, man. Ross, I really appreciate it. And I look forward to having you back on the uh, Social Media Day Virtual Summit this year. 
All right. Thanks a lot, Eddie Garrison. And thank you to everyone for joining us here on StreamYard Connect. Just a reminder, we are going to be live weekly from here on in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. You can catch us on the StreamYard Facebook page, the StreamYard Twitch channel, on my Twitter periscope at iRossBrand, and on my uh, LinkedIn profile as well. And don't forget, if you'd like to get started with StreamYard or upgrade, head on over to LivestreamUniverse.com slash StreamYard, LivestreamUniverse.com slash StreamYard, and give it a shot. You're going to enjoy going live and hosting your show with StreamYard. Take care, everybody.